You are listening to Particular Pilgrims, stories from Reformed Baptist history with commentary. I'm your host, Ron Miller, pastor of Covenant Baptist Church of Clarksville, Tennessee, and a longtime student and collector of Particular Baptist history. We're on the Man of God Network, brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. Let's now move from some of the unknowns to the well-known Particular Baptists of the 17th century. We'll begin with the man who was a leading London preacher and pastor, a busy writer, and the most important Baptist theologian at the end of the 1600s. I introduce to you the excellent Benjamin Keach, as he is known. Today I'll begin to tell you about his life and ministry, and we'll continue that in another podcast. And then in later episodes, we'll look at a few topics important for understanding him and relevant to Reformed Baptist life today. Benjamin was born on Leap Day, February 29, 1640, in Bucks, or Buckinghamshire, England. That's about 50 miles northwest of London. His parents were Anglicans, of course, and he was baptized in the local parish church. That building still serves, with a 12th century stone font, which may have been the one used for baby Benjamin. Almost nothing else is known of his childhood until his conversion. At about the age of 13, he began to hear the ministry of Matthew Mead, the Puritan pastor who is fairly well known today as the author of The Almost Christian. In a book written later in life, Keach mentions that Mead was the, quote, blessed instrument of my conversion. But he was not the only spiritual influence in his life. A local General Baptist pastor, John Russell, immersed Keach upon his profession of faith at the age of 15, and he joined the local assembly. He immediately showed a hearty appetite for the Bible and studied it along with reading sound books. By the age of 18, his spiritual progress was so obvious that he was approved to preach by the General Baptist Church in nearby Winslow. You may be interested to know that at this same time, in this same immediate vicinity, John Bunyan began his preaching ministry. If you look up Keach's Meeting House on the web, you'll see pictures of a 1695 Baptist church building that still stands in Winslow. Whether Keach was ever in this particular building is unknown, but it's one of the few surviving Baptist meeting houses from that century. But Keach found something else good in Winslow about this time, a wife. She was named Jane, and with her he had five children before her death. If you've ever heard a story about Keach, it's probably one of the following two stories that occurred during his 20s while active in the Winslow area. They both illustrate his zeal and dogged determination to live according to conscience before God. Rather than tell the stories in my own words, I want to read the accounts from the early Baptist historian Thomas Crosby. As in any history, some facts or details may be questioned, but there are good reasons to think otherwise in this case. Crosby had married Keach's youngest daughter and was a member in the church. He undoubtedly heard these stories from Keach himself, and so I expect they are more accurate than the average passed-down-the-lane kind of tale. 
And the recounting of the trial is so specific that it appears he had access to the court records. Finally, Crosby said that the accounts of Keach in the stocks were taken from an eyewitness who wrote down the facts, quote, the very instant they happened. These readings are from Crosby's History of the Baptists, Volume 2, beginning at page 185. The Reverend and famous Mr. Benjamin Keach had no small share in the sufferings of these times. He was often seized when preaching and committed to prison, sometimes bound, sometimes released upon bail, and sometimes his life was threatened. The troopers who were sent down into Buckinghamshire, where he was, to suppress such meetings of the dissenters as they could find, having discovered a meeting where Mr. Keach was preaching, came with great rage and violence upon the assembly, and they swore they would kill the preacher. Accordingly, he was seized, and four of the troopers declared their resolution to trample him to death with their horses, and laying him bound on the ground, prepared themselves for the fact. But the officer, seeing their design, rode up toward them, and just as they were going to spur all their horses at once upon him, interposed and prevented them. Then he was taken up and tied behind one of the troopers, crossed his horse, and so carried to jail. From whence, after some time of suffering great hardships and trouble, he was released. Again, I would have you note Keech's early but decided commitment to Christ and courage in his calling. This next story from Crosby is probably the best-known story about him. I'll be reading from Crosby and then making some comments before closing this part of his story. In this year, he wrote a little book entitled The Child's Instructor or A New and Easy Primer. Several of his friends desired him to print it for the use of their children, and accordingly he sent it to London to be printed, without fixing his name thereunto, and had a recommendatory preface fixed to it by another hand. In this book were several things asserted contrary to the doctrines and ceremonies of the Church of England, including that infants ought not to be baptized. This book was no sooner printed and some few of them sent down to him, but one Mr. Strafford, a justice of the peace of that county, was informed thereof, who, taking a constable with him, went presently to the house of Mr. Keach, seized all the books he found, and bound him over to the assizes, that is, the court. In a recognition of one hundred pounds, and two sureties with him fifty pounds each. The assizes began at Aylesbury in 1664, October 8th, and Lord Chief Justice Hyde was judge. On the first day of the assize, in the afternoon, Mr. Keach was called, who, answering to his name, was brought to the bar. After the judge had made some unjust reflections upon his person and profession to render him odious to the court, he held up one of the primers in his hand and said unto him, Did not you write this book? Mr. Keach readily acknowledged that he writ the greatest part of it. Upon this, the judge answered with a great show of indignation, what have you to do to take other men's trades out of their hands? I believe you can preach as well as write books. Thus it is to let you and such as you are to have the scriptures to rest to your own destruction. In your book you have made a new creed. I have seen three creeds before, but never saw a fourth till you made one. Keats said, 
I have not made a creed, but a confession of the Christian faith. The judge asked, What is a creed then? Keach said, Your lordship said that you had never seen but three creeds, but thousands of Christians have made a confession of their faith. Then the judge said several things concerning baptism and the ministers of the gospel. And when Mr. Keach began to make an answer, the judge stopped him, saying, You shall not preach here. You will not give the reasons of your damnable doctrine to seduce and infect the king's subjects. They are not things for such as you to meddle with, nor to write books of divinity. I will try you for it before I sleep. But the judge was not able to get the orders written in time, and so the trial took place the next day. Listen to the charge that the judge read to him. You are here indicted by the name of Benjamin Keach of Winslow in the county of Bucks, for that thou being a seditious, heretical, and schismatical person, evilly and maliciously disposed and disaffected to his majesty's government and the government of the Church of England, you did maliciously and wickedly on the first day of May, in the sixteenth year of the reign of our sovereign lord the king, write, print, and publish, or cause to be written, printed, and published one seditious and venomous book entitled The Child's Instructor or a New and Easy Primer. The judge then read from this primer. Question. Who are the right subjects of baptism? Answer. Believers or godly men and women only who can make confession of their faith and repentance. He goes on to say, other questions about who can preach and such things. And then he comes back to the subject of infants. Question, why may, why may not infants be received into the church now as they were under the law? Answer, because the fleshly seed is cast out. Though God under that dispensation did receive infants in a lineal way by generation, yet he hath the key of David. He opens and no man shuts. He shuts and no man opens. He has shut up the way into the church and has opened the door of regeneration, receiving in none now but believers. Question, what then is the case of infants? Answer, infants that die are members of the kingdom of glory, though they be not members of the visible church. Question, do they then that bring in infants in a lineal way, by generation, err from the way of truth? Answer, yea, they do. For they make not God's holy word their rule, but do presume to open a door that Christ has shut and none ought to open. The judge continued to read and question about the indictment and then ask Benjamin Keach, are you guilty or not guilty? Keach answered, the indictment's very long and I'd like to read it. And to shorten up their back and forth, uh, the judge would only allow him to see the actual charges until he pled. So he pled not guilty. The judge charged him with teaching things contrary to the Book of Common Prayer, contrary to the Church of the State. He then charged the jury to find him guilty. The jury went out and came back after a very long time, an unusually long time, and said, uh, we cannot charge him or find him fully guilty. He is partly guilty. The judge didn't appreciate that and sent them back to deliberate more after threatening and even physically shaking um, one of the jury members. 
the jury came back and said with some courage, uh, he is partly guilty, but not fully. The judge then ignored them and found Keach guilty. He then passed sentence saying this, Benjamin Keach, you are convicted for writing, printing, and publishing a seditious and schismatical book, for which the court's judgment is this, that you shall go to jail for a fortnight without bail, and the next Saturday to stand upon the pillory at Aylesbury in the open market for the space of two hours from 11 of the clock to one, with a paper upon your head with this inscription, for writing, printing, and publishing a schismatical book entitled The Child's Instructor or a New and Easy Primer and the next Thursday to stand in the same manner and for the same time in the market of Winslow. And there your book shall be openly burnt before your face by the common hangman in disgrace of you and your doctrine. Take him away, keeper, he ended. Keach in response said, I hope I shall never renounce these truths which I have written in that book. So Keach went to jail and was brought out to the pillory according to the judge's order. There he would not be silent, and though shackled and in some pain, began to preach, uh, was argued and threatened by the hangmen, uh, but kept it up until they threatened to stuff his mouth full so that he couldn't speak. He even pulled a small Bible out of his pocket and tried to read to them, uh, but they wouldn't allow it. Then Keech's Anglican pastor, or so he considered himself, a Mr. Disney came, to complain about um, what had happened, uh, but the people made fun of him. They said, you have no right to criticize this man. We find you drunk under the bridge and um, along the hedgerows, um, and so in shame he left. Then at Winslow, the Saturday following, uh, the book was burnt before him, and uh, so ended the punishment in this instance of Benjamin Keach. Note the three following things. First, the civil judge charged him with the crime of heresy and schism. This was not a church court, although in the joined church state of England, it functioned as one. And at the same time, this court pronounced his religious opinion a sedition, that is, a, an inciting men to rebel against the king. I hope this reminds us of the great value of our Baptist heritage in the proper separation of church and state. There is, of course, an improper separation of church and state. That's common in our country in this day. But there is a proper one where men are not imprisoned merely for exercising their God-granted right to hold their own religious convictions and practice. Secondly, I find the judge's public reading of the catechism rather humorous, even ironic, because he had the copy seized and burned, none are known to exist today. But we partially know the contents of the Catechism and Keech's views and reasons about baptism and other subjects at this stage of his, of his life because it was read into the court records. So God's truth has a way of coming out, even as men attempt to suppress it. And thirdly, here is another historic testimony with reasons for what he called the baptism, quote, of godly men and women only. Next time I'll give you some suggested reading about Keech. Thank you for listening today. This is Ron the Baptist wishing you grace and peace. <laughs>